Okay, listen, we've come to the end of our four-part Train the Trainer podcast series, and just like that, it's done, and you've spent some serious time learning how to make the transition from subject matter expert to online course instructor or coach. It goes without saying that there is a lot more to learning how to be an effective instructor or coach, but this series has been a great way to start building a foundation for yourself. We've talked about some of the most important things that are going to come up for you and your students as you make this journey together. And now all you have to do is build your course and start selling it. Then the fun part happens. You get to change lives with it. If I can help you create that online course, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Please visit heatherdevoe.com. Book a call with me today. I would love to chat with you about what it looks like to get your online course up and running in 30 days flat. 30 days from now, you could be selling and running that online course, or you could still be sitting on your hands thinking about it. I think you know what the right answer is. Don't keep putting this off. Your clients need your help. All right, let's kick off the fourth part and final part of this learning series with a conversation about instructional methods. I want to give you some options for helping your students either in your on-demand course that is pre-recorded or while you're coaching live during office hours. These instructional methods can help you dig deeper into ideas and thoughts that your students have, which as you now know, is an important part of the adult learning process. What's more, you're going to start to see others who are teaching online, especially, you're going to see them dropping the ball because they aren't offering these opportunities for transformational learning the way that I'm teaching you here today. It'll drive you crazy when you start to see how much is being overlooked in the online course world. I see it. Now you'll see it. It's going to drive you crazy too, but I am working to make it better way better. So here's the thing, just because you've created an online course doesn't mean that you're going to magically be a great instructor. And I know that that is harsh, but listen, this stuff takes time. New instructors are not always aware of how to present information effectively. Case in point, any university professor ever Okay, if you've ever gone to university and you're number three out of 250 crammed into a lecture hall, you know these guys and gals don't know what the fuck they're doing. Subject matter experts are some of the worst instructors on the planet. So I want to help you overcome those barriers and the mindset that you might have so that you can be a kick-ass instructor that knows how to get people moving. I'm going to give you seven different activities that you can do in real time during your office hours to help facilitate learning and drive points home for your students. And yes, you'll also coach, but sometimes it's helpful to get out of the question answer format of coaching and learning and do something else. And you know me, I'm all about what else is there. Let's review these options now so that you can start transferring knowledge to your student later. Group discussion. Seems like an obvious one, but let's talk about it. Rather than answering questions on your own all the time, get the group involved. Let other adult learners in the group chime in. Just because it's your dog and pony show doesn't mean you have to be the one talking all the time. There is going to be such a rich tapestry of knowledge and experience within your groups that you couldn't possibly cover on your own. So allow the space and time for others to bring ideas to the table to share them. 
This also lends to accountability and connects learning that happened in the past to learning that is happening right now, which as you know, are all good uses of adult learning principles. Let's talk about demonstration. If you're ever presented with an opportunity to tell someone how to do something, do yourself and them a favor, skip the explanation and just show them. Share your screen on Zoom or pull up a website to walk them through a process. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to open up the conversation to other questions and allow for deeper understanding, plus a visual connection to what they already know and what they need to be able to do is always a good thing. Reading. I know that that seems like not the right answer here, but let me tell you, people love book and article recommendations for further reading. I'm a big fan of doing and taking action, but I also make time to read the shit out of stuff. Reading helps us formulate opinions and develop our knowledge, right? This skill of reading that we have helps us to develop other skills. So you want to use reading, further reading, to offer your students an opportunity to go beyond what they're talking about here. And it also opens up the floor for discussion of what other people have said or done, what other people think, bring in outside expertise. It makes the whole learning experience more rich. Questioning. Okay, now look, I know I started this by saying we're not gonna talk about questions and answers, and I'm not. I'm actually talking about whether or not you should be questioning your students as in challenging their ideas, okay? And this is a slippery slope. If you push them too far, you're gonna lose them. But if you push them towards their goals and you put them into situations where they have to think about what is their next move and leave the rhetoric out of it, you'll find that questioning techniques are very, very effective. Role-playing. This isn't one that gets pulled out a lot, but it should because it is incredibly effective and it helps really drive home the points for students who are struggling to see how concepts can be used in their everyday life. Offer them an opportunity to role play with you or another student, and it's going to help contextualize their learning and get them in the right frame of mind to make a change or gather insight. I was just on a call this week with somebody who was not my client in a networking event who was struggling with how to price her products. And one of the things that I said was, you have to practice saying how much money you're charging over and over and over again. So go find a friend, go find a colleague, go find past customers, ask your mom, role play. You can do all these things inside your office hours and coaching sessions to help your student move forward. Case studies are awesome, plain and simple. Anytime you can study the good, the bad, and the ugly of a situation, learning happens like crazy. Offer case studies as part of your further reading lineup or prepare some of your own customer case studies to offer up for discussion. Some of the questions you might ask are, what could they have done differently? If this was you, how would you have approached it? What opportunities did they miss? What opportunities are obvious here? Where else could they have gone for help? It's a great way to get the mind running. And last but not least, field trips, which I know sounds like traditional learning, where you're going to museums or parks and you're like 10 years old tied to a string. But in online learning, field trips are about interviewing 
and applying information in a real world setting. So if you run an online course about selling high ticket items, you want to encourage your students to get out, as in out from behind the computer, and practice selling in their revenue channels. Bring their experiences back, discuss them, provide opportunities for reflection. It is fantastic. I send my students on a field trip when I ask them to go out and conduct market research about what kind of courses their audience are looking for from them. It's too easy and it's so much fun. If you've ever heard the term low-hanging fruit, field trips are low-hanging fruit for learning. Remember that adults learn by doing. Get them to do more. So when you include a combination of these instructional methods into your live sessions, office hours, or coaching calls, you're going to find that people become much more engaged. They take way more away from each session than they would have. And as a bonus, they tend to put the work to use much faster than if they were just reading about it or hearing about someone else's success. This stuff works, but only if you work it. So get out there and work it. Now let's talk about choosing those resources and instructional materials that you're going to use in your online course and beyond. Of course, when you come and work with me, I walk you through the process of choosing the right materials and sources and resources for your online course. But here I want to talk about the stuff that is used during those instructional moments, such as in your coaching calls or in your office hours. You know, those reading lists that you're putting together for your people. It's a good idea to have a list of resources and sources that you can offer when the opportunity presents itself, because there's nothing worse than standing in front of a client saying, Oh, I, I read a book. I can't, what was that book called? I can't remember what that book was called. So having your stuff prepped, which I'm going to talk to you about shortly, makes a huge difference. I can't remember the last time I had a call with clients where I didn't offer some kind of book or article recommendation. And I don't remember the last time that I didn't tell someone to read or watch something when they get off the phone with me. This helps take the learning offline and keeps it going long after you're on the phone or the Zoom call. Plus, people remember who recommended things to them and they'll thank you for it in lots of different ways, maybe even through a referral. Don't send people on a wild goose chase though. Be mindful that adults are curious and want to know as much as they can, often as a way to avoid doing work, but if you keep them balanced between learning and doing, you'll find success with your online course and so will they. You'll become someone people love to listen to because you're full of nuggets of golden information that move them forward. So in your workbook, you're going to find a long list of possible resources and sources that you might pull up and keep handy prior to going into a coaching call. Finding the right fit for a situation can take time, but with your list handy, you'll have lots of options to redirect or offer to your students. Things such as surveys, magazine articles, blogs, podcasts, textbooks, videos, reflection questions, websites, charts, lists, tables, diagrams, graphics, newspapers, the list goes on and on. And of course, other people. If you have people that you can refer or redirect your clients to, put them on that list. What you want to think about is whether or not the quality of that resource aligns with what you're trying to put into the world. So here are some questions that are going to help you test the integrity and the quality of a resource before you recommend it. 
How is the material structured or laid out? Does it make sense? Is it easy to read and understand? Is the media or the graphic elements clear and concise? And do they work? Are they correct? Is the resource goal-oriented or is it just an FYI? Can you tell your student what to do with the information or does it clearly fit with what you're trying to get them to achieve? Do the materials offer an inductive approach to learning? In other words, does it provide opportunity for reasoning and application in real life? Do the materials promote active learning? Are there steps to follow to get a specific result? Are the materials designed for a specific target audience and does that match your audience or do you need to provide bridging information for the context to make sense? There is a lot to think about here and evaluate when you're choosing your instructional materials. So don't gloss over this. A lot of course creators simply look for a video or a blog that reiterates the points that they are trying to make and they don't bother trying to connect the dots further or in a different direction. I'm a fan of the latter, obviously. Let's move on now to the last piece of this four-part learning series and talk about how to actually prepare for those live sessions, coaching calls, office hours, even your one-on-one sessions with your customers, which we haven't talked about yet, but really all of this applies in those settings as well. Anywhere learning is happening, really, you want to consider these pieces, adult learning principles, all of it. Use them as often as possible. I've built my entire business on the back of adult learning principles often without realizing that that is what I'm doing because I understand this work so fluently. And I think why my business functions so well is because it's built on a foundation of serving other people always. I'm thinking of what I need, but more importantly, I'm thinking about what my customers need in tandem with that and putting things in place that make sense that don't need a lot of explanation. I keep it simple. It's not complicated. Adults don't like complicated. Life is complicated enough. I want to make learning fun, again, for some of you, and accessible. So then, when you sit down to prep for your live sessions, and you should prep, don't take for granted that you know what you're doing, have one to two talking points prepared. Have a general idea of what you might bring up or address if nobody brings you a problem. It doesn't happen often, but you should have something more to bring to the table If the discussion dies down, if you've addressed all the existing problems, if people don't bring anything to you, people pay good money for your online course and show up sometimes just to take it all in. So you should have something for them to take in. Give them lots of value in these sessions if you can. Be sure to consider those additional resources and review them to make sure that they are continuing to be recent and relevant and make sure that any links work and that any downloads you're offering make sense. Double check your calendar and make sure that you're free a few minutes before your call. There's nothing worse than jumping from one call to another to try to shift gears. You know, it slows your response. You're going to be out of breath. You, you know, you start the conversation by saying, oh, I'm sorry. I was just on another call. Give me a minute here. That is all terrible customer service. Maybe you don't offer sessions in your online course, but in today's competitive online course industry, offering one-to-one or one-to-many coaching or office hours, it goes a long way. So I'll reiterate here, you can do what you want, but 
One of the best ways to stand out in this industry is to bring your A game. You can't bring your A game if you're hiding behind a computer in an on-demand course. Bring other questions or problems that you may have resolved for clients throughout the week. Share those stories with your students so that if they aren't sharing their issues, they know that they're at least not alone. Have a structure for kicking off these sessions. Do a check-in or ask everyone to offer one thing they want addressed throughout the meeting so that you have an itinerary or agenda that makes people feel like you're in control and it also allows them to follow along nicely. Keeps things organized. Adults like things organized. We like structure. We'll tell you we don't, but we thrive in it. Finally, and this is a really finally, always, always, always have your students tell you how those sessions were helpful to them. Ask pointed and direct questions such as what was helpful to you today? What did you take away from today's session that you can use right away? This keeps your support and guidance top of mind and it helps reaffirm for the student that, yeah, it was worth coming to this session today. Don't leave low-hanging fruit feedback opportunities on the vine. Well, I am sad to say that this learning series is over, my friend. Uh, like, I can't believe it. I just don't even know what to do with myself now. I've spent a few weeks building this. Very excited about it. But don't worry, the podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. There's lots of time for us to be able to work together. But don't wait too long. I might not be going anywhere, but here's the thing. Your customers are not going to wait around forever. They're going to go find someone else to teach them what they're waiting for you to teach them. So I hope that you found this learning series helpful and I want to invite you to come and tell me what you took away from this Train the Trainer program. You can email me at heatherdevoe at gmail.com. Did you like the workbook? Is there one or two things that you took away that really stood out for you? Are you using any of this information in your online course delivery if you already have one? Are you ready to jump in and create your online course finally? Now that you know what happens next, Does that help you make the decision to create your online course right now? Whatever it is, I'd love to hear it. Go to heatherdevoe.com, book a call with me if you want to work with me. Let's get your online course built so that you can start making that impact that I know you want to make. Build the business in your vision and change lives while you're at it. I'm Heather DeVoe, and it is my absolute pleasure always to help entrepreneurs create online courses quickly and easily. Thank you for joining me here today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. They are coming down the line fast. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about how I help entrepreneurs just like you create online courses quickly and easily, please visit heatherdevoe.com slash thinkbigmovefast. I will teach you practical, tactical, and actionable steps to go from idea to fully finished, functional, ready to sell online course in just 30 days flat. Short on time? I got you. No idea where to start? Let's talk. I'm the leading instructional design coach for entrepreneurs who want to create online courses faster and easier than ever before. I make online course creation simple so you can make it faster.